Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Because there are things that you can do that can hinder the plan of God for your life. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Say yes. You know there's things that you can do to hinder the plan of God for your life. God has a plan for everybody. In Jeremiah 29, 11, you probably got it on the wall somewhere, but we're going to read it in the Amplified. This is the old school to Amplified. It says, For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Amen. God's got a plan. And so, so too, uh, today, I want you to look at your plan. Listen, if you're not stumbling and bumbling over your plan, it ain't big enough. Come on. If you're not got anything to overcome, if you just, your plan's not big enough. You're not looking at the plan of God. You, you got your plan right here. I got my eye on it. But when you expand your plan and you can't control it anymore, you're calling out to God. Help me wade through this, Lord. Direct me. So get your plan bigger today. Come on, I want you to stir up. Don't get hung up. Don't get stagnant. Okay. Oh, we're going to try to keep going here. Hebrews 12, 2 in the Amplified. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Who is the leader? Patrick preached my sermon this morning, didn't he? Who is the leader and the source of our faith? Giving the first incentive for our belief and and also its finisher. Bringing it to maturity and perfection. He for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Jesus is the author. The King James says author and finisher of our faith. What he started in you, he can finish. But you've got, to let him, you've got to let him work. Say, Holy Spirit, work on me. Okay, there's three of us. Say, Holy Spirit, work on me. You're going to get hung up now. You don't, uh, don't go to sleep. This is to sleep. God wants to, us to rely on everything. Finances, family, houses, job. God wants you to, to rely on everything. What happens is we get set in a rut and we start doing, going through the motions doing it ourselves. I know what to do with that. I know what to do about that. I was with Kenny and Angie. We went a different way, but we still got to the destination. Kenny's laughing. We, as a matter of fact, we left a different way and got back to our destination. You know, the world says there's more than one way to skin a cat. Well, why don't you ask God? He might show you something easier, or he might, it might be something different. That's all right, because you know what? It might touch somebody in a different way. Because it's not always about us. God wants what he authored in us more than what we do. God wants what he is authoring in you more than what you do. Quit getting frustrated and start relying on him. He has not changed what his plan is for you. A lot of times we lay it aside, don't we? He has a plan. He has a provision. What God plans, he has a provision. 
Amy said last Sunday, what's his will is his bill. Huh? If he has a plan, it's, he has a provision for it. What happens, you start looking at your provision, what you can provide, what you can do. I can't heal nobody, but the Holy Spirit can. I can't save anybody, but the Holy Spirit can. I, I can't bring increase, but the Holy Spirit can to you. And he wants to. Mm, God has a, pre- you know, think about Jesus' life. It was pre-planned. All he had to do was follow the Holy Spirit. That's our job. Follow the Holy Spirit. If I'm holding a toddler's hand, I got them. I'm not going to let them fall. It's when we let go of the hand, then they, they stumble and bumble and fall. Hold on to God's hand. Follow his leading. Follow his, what Jesus did. Maybe, you know, you haven't grown into the perfect will of God, and I'm going to say you never will because God wants to take you to glory, to glory, to glory. There's no resting. And I know you may be tired in here today and weary, but we have got to keep moving forward. As a church and as individuals, we have got to keep moving forward because there is more in God. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come to give life. Or the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come to give life and life more abundantly. That, that's it. You know, I said we got to do a T-shirt. God's good, devil bad. It's how simple it is. God's good, devil bad. Jesus said I've come to give life, but I'm going to give you a definition to life. Abundant life means ridiculously more life than anybody else. ridiculously more life than anybody else. But I'm not comparing myself with you. I want this ridiculous life for me, and you know what? I want it for you too. And I'm not comparing, well, you got more. I'm not jealous of you. I want this ridiculous life that God's called me to walk in. And guess what? You're not smart enough to get there. You're not good looking enough to get there. You're not loving enough to get there. You're not strong enough to get there. But the Holy Spirit in you can bring it to pass. Because none of it matters about your strength, your good looking, your, your, your power, your love. It's His love in you. It's His strength in you. And guess what? He'll make you good looking too. All right then. I'm not going to read it, but in 1 Corinthians 1, 25 through 31, it talks about no flesh can glory in God. So that's what we've got to check at the table. Check at our life is our flesh. And so that's what we're going to do today. Number one, we've got to stay teachable. We have got to stay teachable. You have not arrived. I don't care if you're the smartest person in the room. You've not arrived because it's just this room. (laughs) There's a whole world out there, and you're never going to be as smart as Solomon or Jesus. But you got to pursue. you got to stay open to be trained, open to be changed, to be teachable. When are you going to, re- uh, you know, you got to remain teachable because if not, you get stagnant. I know that. I heard that. Yeah, but you've eaten chicken before. You're going to eat chicken again. Uh-huh. 
You need to hear it again and again because faith comes by hearing and faith grows by hearing. And remain teachable to learn. In Psalms 143.10, it says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Teach me your will. And you think, boy, we know the will of God. No, no, you've got to pursue the will of God and stir up the will of God and keep the will of God before you. And to walk into what Proverbs 9, 9 says, give instruction to a wise man and he will yet become wiser. We'll be still wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. <laughs> it said a, man, a wise man. It didn't say a man who knows it all. Didn't say a know-it-all, because a know-it-all ain't a wise man. You ever met a know-it-all? It's their way or the highway. I ain't doing it unless I can do it my way. They ain't wise. They're not teachable. Proverbs 1.5 says, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will attain unto wise counsel. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. Come on, we got to stay teachable. We got to stay pliable. We got to stay teachable. There's, there's, there's all kinds of ways to get there. Be open. We get in a rut. Let's don't get in a rut. Not at church. Not even in life. You know, I, I reminded the story of the man. He, he, this was the shortest way home, the shortest way home. And we want to get the shortest way home, the shortest way home. But in his heart, he felt like he had to go this way. And it's getting dark, and he went this way, and he just felt like God was leading him the long way around. He don't know why. And he's driving down the road, and it's pitch black dark now, and he looks up in the lights, and there's a toddler in the road. And he stops and says, what are you doing here? And the kid just mumbled, can't talk. And he looks, there's not even a house around. It was a mile from the nearest house. And he picks the toddler up and puts him in his car and drives back to the house. And the people are out in the yard yelling this toddler's name. But God took him the long way. You know, I've been driving down the road and the Lord said, you need to go turn this way. And I'm like, and I did it. And lo and behold, I go underneath the train and the train's blocking the road. Been blocking the road for an hour and probably another hour. And I didn't have to turn around because I'm, I'm saying, Lord, I need to get home. Help me stay awake. It's 1 o'clock. But then I have got that same witness and I didn't turn. And I got hung behind the train. And I had to sit there. And, oh, Lord, forgive me. All right, I'll listen. I want to listen. I want to listen. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear. You know, it wasn't life or death, but God cares about the little things. But we've got to stay teachable. We get locked in. This is the way we do it. This is the way, this is the way we are. This is the way we've always been. That's the way I'm going to do it. I don't care. Well, God wants you to avoid the trap sometimes. How about that? Okay. Number two. I'm rolling through them quick because the Holy Ghost still wants to do some stuff. Number two, stay humble. Moses was, was the humblest man on earth next to Jesus. He led a million people. Being humble does not mean being weak. But to be humble. Okay. nobody. This I know this, this is tough, man. I'm like, I'm not calling out your sin. I'm calling out these little things will rob you. Look at James 4.10. Humble yourselves before, 
are in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. I, I need, I, if I go to lift myself up, I'm going to fall. Pride cometh before a fall. But God will exalt you. If you don't think you're supposed to be, or you're, you don't think people are recognizing your gift or where you're supposed to be, then you, maybe you need to humble. Maybe you need to be humble. Maybe you need to submit. Moses was always about the people. That's why he was humble. Look, look at, look at uh, Psalms 111.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments and praise endures forever. What? what, what? The fear of the Lord this, we'll talk about it in just a minute. Proverbs 8, 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And what is evil? Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse, perverse mouth do I hate. Pride, arrogance, the evil way, and the perverse mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. Come on, we got to watch our mouth. Got to watch our mouth. Because see, stagnant people and people that don't wash their mouth gripe and complain about everything. Mr. Ron just turned the heat up. It's, uh, it's hot in here. It's cold in here. I'm just picking at him. But you know, it's, it's just cold every time I come in this church, except the wintertime, and it's hot in here. I'm sweating with this jacket on, you know. But, but, but let's don't be groppers and complainers. Let's be submitted to people and to God because look at the people around you. And when you go to the grocery store, look at the people. God loves every one of those people. And God loves the jerks too. <laughs> we don't, but God does. We have got to change our thinking about it. Trying to get through this, Lord, help me. Let me give you a definition of fear of the Lord, right quick. And then we're going to dive in and go at number three pretty hard, fast. Fear of the Lord, there's convergence of all. Are you still in awe of God? Do you reverence Him? All reverence, adoration. Do you adore God? Do you honor Him? Do you worship Him? Is your confidence in God? Are you thankful for Him? Are you full of thankfulness? And do you love Him? And yes, do you respect Him? Do you fear Him? And you know what? You may answer yes to every one of them. But how do you manifest it in your life? Huh? Oh, I can do it. Hold on. Oh, Lord, I just worship you. I love you. I honor you. I magnify your name. Isn't that easy? We just did that in praise and worship. But actually, when I look at somebody, I need to love them, honor them, be in awe of them, and reverence them, and respect them, and give it to them because they are a child of God. That's our key. But if I can't love her and be nice to her and pour into her and give to her, then I can't, I can't do it to God. The Bible says if you cannot love your brother, brother who you see, how can you love God whom you can't see? 
See, see, all of this being humble, oh, be submitted to God. But see, the problem is, is you're not humble to one another. Because we go, shut up, quit looking at me like that. And, and somebody's rude, we say, okay, you want to go there, let's go. You feeling froggy, jump. You know? That's what Bob said, you know, I 86 them to hell real quick. You know, that's what he said. <laughs> Last Saturday, I said, oh, yeah. But that's our flesh, isn't it? That's our flesh. You know, I want to come back and just shake some people because they get lost in church. And I'm like, you've got to tune into the Holy Spirit because you might be sitting there saying, this sermon has nothing to do with me, Pastor Brett. Well, it probably has everything to do with you. You're just blind to it. But even not, you need to be asking the Holy Spirit about what you need. Because I have said in services just like you, and I've asked God, I need an answer, I need an answer, I need an answer. And he's given me an answer on the inside. It's like Bob said. He was worried about his heart. Uh, you know, I, I, Lord, I want to live longer. I want to live for you now. I just started serving you. I want to live for you with my whole heart. And he was concerned about his, you know, dying young. And the lady gave him word. The Lord said, he's going to add to your length of days. 15 years. Come on. God knows your heart and your fears and your doubts, and he'll speak to you if you'll let him. But what happens, people come in and they do their bills. They're in church. Or they type up stuff for something else. But focus on God while you're here. So be humble. Be, 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 be teachable. And number three, and, and we're going to camp out just for about 10, 15 minutes here because uh, there's some things that we got to do. But number three is always honor. Just like I said, we've got to honor one another. Honor, honor, honor. We got to honor God. We got to honor one another. In 1 Corinthians 12, 23 and 24, we read this last Sunday, those members of the body which we think are less honorable on those we bestow greater honor and, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. Everybody in here we should honor. And we're going to have people come in here and they're going to stink. And they may, be, they may not be dressed like you think they ought to be dressed in church, but we still have to honor them. We have to, we have to let people come long enough and let God clean them up. Too many times we want to get in somebody's face. And you're wrong to get in somebody's face. Huh? The ones you need to get in the face are the ones that are supposed to know everything and don't honor and not teachable and aren't humble. Uh-oh. That's the mature ones right there. See, that's what Jesus did with the scribes and the Pharisees. He was tough on them. He wasn't tough on the babies. You got to imagine that a newborn Christian's like a baby. You can choke a baby with a steak. Yeah, my, my, my grandson was running in the backyard. He had a big old chunk of pizza in his mouth. I said, spit that out. You're going to get choked. Spit it out. And he's running, and all of a sudden he got choked. And his eyes started watering. And, and I said, spit it out. And he spit it back in his mouth, and he chewed it up, and he swallowed it and said, ooh, that was good. <laughs> he wasn't about to spit that out. It's too good to spit out. Well, you know what? Sometimes the Word of God will choke you, but it's too good to spit out. You, you need it even when it's choking you because God's trying to change you and make you stronger. God's trying to make you an overcomer. And see, you got to clean your act up to be an overcomer. You cannot remain. That why you're not overcoming is because you're not humble to God. You're not honoring people or God. And we've got to stay honorable. We've got to honor people. 
And, and so, so in John 5, 23, it says that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Man, we got to honor God, the Father, Jesus, and we got to honor the Holy Ghost too. But he's talking about honor. Honor's in the house. Honor's in the house of God. Honor's in the house. The angels honor the Father. The angels honor Jesus. The angels honor the Holy Ghost. And the angels honor you. Why would they clap when somebody got saved? Why would they shout? Why would there be rejoicing in heaven when somebody, because they honor us? Because we're made in the image and the likeness of God. You're made in the image and likeness of God. Then you know what? And God honored you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you. Ought we not honor him? Ought we not honor one another? Okay, okay. Woo. I know it's tough, but it's still good. Mark 7, 6. Mark 7, 6. And the answer said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts far from me. Come on, we want to honor God with our whole heart, with all that is within us. And not just say it. You know, if you met people that, oh, well, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and then cuss you out in the next breath or chew somebody out, you know, in the, in the grocery store. And like, whoa, where'd that come from? Jesus said, can their bitter waters and sweet waters be in the same stream? No. So, so we have got to come to the place of honor. And I'm going to give you some examples. You know, the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, they didn't honor Moses or God or anybody. And I mean, there was a pillar. We, we say, if I saw a miracle, I'd believe. No, you wouldn't. Because your mind would say, oh, it's fake. They just did that. Pastor Brett gets up there and calls out legs and hips and knees, and that's just him doing that. See how your mind works? Oh, somebody, I, I, I wanted to I play a video of this little girl, and I may play it before, but her leg grew out. We're talking five inches. She's in a wheelchair because she, she can't walk. Her leg is smaller and it grew five inches, and she got up and walked and jumped and hopped and skipped. That's happening. Oh, yeah, that's all put on. Watch it. Watch it. That's why you don't have it. That's why we don't have it. I'm trying to get everybody on the same page as a church. You know, here's the thing. God wants to do that for you through you. Yeah. Do you know how, I, I, I don't matter, I've been in New Orleans and prayed for kids on the street. They're begging for food and mom and dad is over there, but I'm going to pray for them. Let me put some money in here, but let me pray for you right quick. You know, I told, I was in the grocery, no, I was in, in a, uh, I can't even think of places, buy some chicken, but I wasn't getting chicken. But, but I go in and the girl said, can you pray for me? She knows I'm the pastor. I said, yeah. She goes, my boyfriend alcoholic poisoning. They had to put a trach in him. I said, well, we don't believe God. I could have said, well, he's going to hell. He's an alcoholic. I could have. That wasn't God. God, Jesus died for him. And I said, we're going to pray that God will restore him and he'll get up. And I, two days later, I said, How's it? he's doing great. Come on. And so God's calling you to, to pray for people, to be a flow. And you're like, well, I, I couldn't do that. You can drive a car. You taught yourself to drive a car. You taught yourself. You're not, you know, if you got something maybe wrong with you, but I used to tell the youth, I said, y'all can control yourself. You, God can use you. 
And none of you are wearing a diaper. Some of you may be because of health reasons, but listen to me. You can train yourself. You're still walking because you trained yourself to walk when you were two, or your mama helped you when you were two. You can train yourself to do anything with God, but guess what? Here's where God wants to take us. What's your gift? Not your training. What's your gift? You can hide in your training, but find your gift. Because we have gift, and see what will hinder your gift is not being honorable and not not being teachable and not pursuing after the things of God. You see, there's examples in the Bible, and, and Moses uh, is one of them. He had a sister and, and his brother. They didn't honor him. Matter of fact, he married a black woman, and his sister and his brother came up and called him out on it. You marrying that Ethiopian woman. And he goes, what? And he goes, yeah, we hear from God too. So God called them down because they dishonored Moses. He goes, you know what? I speak to everybody, but I speak to Moses face to face. God called him to the front door of the temple, not in the back, in the front door. Meet me at the front door of the tent. So there'd be honor. He goes, I talked to Moses face to face. You need to honor him. He said, because you didn't honor him, you're going to get leprosy. And Moses was humble as the, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't do that. He goes, her, her daddy would spit in her face if she dishonored him. That's what God said. But he goes, seven days she'll have leprosy. What does that mean? That you need to mark people that are full of dishonor, bitterness. You need to treat them like they got leprosy. You love them, you're kind to them, but you can't let that in you because it's contagious. It's contagious. All these things, being unteachable, is contagious. Being, being, being uh, uh, people that aren't humble, it's contagious. Look at our society. Nobody's teachable, nobody's humble, and nobody honors anymore. They're not teachable. You can't tell them nothing. I know everything. I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old. You can't tell me nothing. Don't tell me how to live. I'm 18. Yeah. But then you've met people who are 50. You don't tell me what to do. I've been living this way and this crooked way all my life, and I'm going to stay this crooked. We're going to die this crooked way. Not teachable. Blind. Come on. Open our heart. And let it, when you let the light of God shine in you, it'll draw people, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? I want that. I want that. I need that. Because it's only the Holy Spirit that can break people, that can break that thing off people. Come on, and if you let the Holy Ghost live in you big and your light shine, people want it. They'll want that. They'll want that. And they'll become humble and they'll become teachable. And they say, teach me. Show me. Show me how to have that. Oh, boy, y'all looking at me like a cow to Newgate today. <laughs> you know, it, it was crazy, but Noah built the ark and his three sons and their wives and stuff. And after they got off, they started planting, making gardens and this and that and the other. And uh, Noah got drunk from the vineyard. Shouldn't have done that. But he passed out drunk in his tent. And his son went in there and saw him naked. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy sexual, but you know what? His son went out and made fun of him. That is drunk. Ah! And he's naked. Dishonored him made fun of him. 
Guess what? Every pulpit's got flesh in it, mine included. Me. You get close to me, the Bible says when you get close to somebody, it breeds contempt. And you'll see my weaknesses. You can make fun of them. But don't. You know, when I, when I, I, I was the closest person to my pastor and I knew every one of his weaknesses, and people come try to make me say it. Try to pull me into that. Uh, well, you know he don't do this and he don't do that. And I'm just sit there. Why ain't you saying something? You know it's true. I'm not going to get on that bandwagon. I'm not going to dishonor my pastor. I know he's got weaknesses, but that's what I'm called to help him. I'm called to shore him up. And I did every chance I did, every chance I could, you know. And so you're going to find it. Look at the people around you. Look at your wife. Look at your husband. They're weak. But you still love them. You still got to honor them. You still got to lift them up. We can't drag people down and pull people down and make them worse and, and tear them down because that's not what Jesus did. He lifted people up. And then you find weaknesses, you pray for people. But boy, the church kills their own wounded. Oh, you know that big church over there, they're all going to hell. <laughs> we got a phone call and the lady said, we need two, we need $450. And I said, whoo, Jeff said, they need $450. I said, no, they, I said, they're not in church. They, I, that's a lot of money. And I said, you just tell her we ain't got the funds right now. And, and he called her back, and she goes, that's all right, y'all going to hell anyway. So he come, you know, well, that was, you know, teachable, humble, and honoring, wasn't it, you know? And uh, I, he said, whoo, he come in kind of like, well, well, we're all going to hell anyway, you know? <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing. You, we've got, well, we still love her. We want to pray with her. You know, I've told people, you come to church, I'll give you $200. We'll bless you. We'll help you with that. They still ain't here. I, was, I told that Kenny goes, I'd come for $200. I said, I would too. $200, $200. You know, but, it, you know, one guy said, I said, tell him come on Wednesday night. We got church this Wednesday. Tell him come and we'll help him because he needed everything. And he was legitimately in need. But he said, I can't make it. I got to go visit somebody and my friend. I said, what? Come on. But see, they don't want God. They don't want God. And so we, as believers, we as Christians, got to stay humble before God, submitted God and teachable, and honor God with our lives, with our giving. Every, I'm not talking about money, boy. Are you talking about money? I'm talking about money, yeah. I'm talking about your love, too. I'm talking about your kindness. Be ye kind to one another. I'm talking about the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness. It's not just for you. It's for everybody else. And we have got to maintain this because it'll hinder us. It'll block the anointing of God. Okay, okay. Let's try to finish this animal, okay, so we can get on. Hey, listen, because here's the thing. If God's going to take us, and, and Bob said it, and I agree with it, we're going bigger. We're going to do greater things. But it takes money. You know, Reinhardt Bunky has 33 million people that they followed up on for six months that got saved. That's not counting the ones that they didn't follow up with and they got saved. 33 million people. And we think God's not doing anything. Because you're looking at your pond and it's stagnant. So let's start looking at other things. 33 million people. You know how much money it takes to get 33 million people saved? A lot of money. 
to go and set up and feed them and, and, and everything that they did to follow up with them. Uh, but, but you know what? God's got it. God's got it. What happens is we look at us and not God. And I don't, I don't know why I got no money, but listen to me. It take, there's 33 million. God's doing things is what I'm trying to say. God wants to do things through us. But we've got to, we've got to be honorable. We've got to honor people. We've got to stay humble. We've got to stay teachable. Because the Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the grape. These are little things. I got that. I got that. I got that. You've got to maintain it. You've got to maintain it. Okay, tell me something. Let me tell you something. Let me teach you something, Pastor. Yeah. You know, or let me tell you something, Christian. You know we run into it all the time. It's in the earth. It's, it's in our society. But guess what? It's contagious. That's the thing the Lord said. It's contagious. Unteachable people. You know, you get around somebody sarcastic, you become sarcastic. You get around somebody that cheats on their wife, if you don't watch yourself, you'll be thinking about it too. It's a fact. Sin's contagious. And so we have got to keep ourselves and, and to walk upright. And uh, we can't be afraid to do the will of God. We can't be afraid to love people. We can't be afraid to be a giver. We can't be afraid to, to bless people in the community because there's a lot of people we do bless. But we want to be led, don't we? But we got to be honoring. We have got to honor our spouses, honor the people next to you in church, and honor the people out in the society. You know what? We did it with Fusion last weekend. It was awesome. It was awesome. Do you know how many people that have come to me this week or to call me or I ran into? Different ones. Man, that was awesome what y'all did. We want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of that. I knew that if we did something big enough to shake this city, that people would get on board with it. And we did. And people don't want to be on board with it. And people don't want to be a part of it. Because we were humble. We honor people. And we were teachable because we're still being, we're still, it's full of growing pains. We're trying to grow and to learn. And open, be open. I mean, it's every area of our life we have got to maintain, to honor people, to be humble, to be submitted. Submit yourselves one to another, the word says. That's be honoring. Honor somebody. To, to be, to, you got to be humble to submit yourself to somebody. What do you need me to do? Let's do something right quick. I want the staff. Jeff's not here. My wife's in children's church. Jeff's got the youth up there. But I want Amy and Cody and Leslie. You hiding back there, Leslie. Y'all come on up here. Brittany. Let's get in a line here. And so everybody see you trying to hide behind one another. Let me hide behind y'all and get in. <laughs> Leslie said, oh, my goodness, not today, Satan. That's close. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> Listen, these people, I want to honor them. And I want you to honor Jeff. Uh, you know, uh, their skills and abilities, we wear them out. We wear them out. You know, I told somebody, I, I was telling somebody, it'd be cake to preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday, and then pfft, on everything else. That'd be awesome. It'd be fun. 
but we do a whole lot of stuff to minister to a whole lot of people. Well, look at all the testimonies. And what was awesome last Sunday is that, is that Amy prayed for me or Miss Becky prayed for me or, or this one prayed for me and that one. It wasn't me. You know what that means? That means we're going to grow because you're praying for people, that you're being kind to people and you're honoring people. And that's what, man, this, this team of people right here, I want to honor them just for a minute. And, and I, I want to honor them and bless them because they are teachable, they are humble, and they are honoring. And, and, and Jeff and, and what they do, you know, I, I wear coat. We just, we just ride coated in the ground all week. He's our little brother, and you know what, but he's a king, okay? He's a king, and he's, he's learning, he's learning and learning, and we're putting more and more on him, and we stress him out. And, you know, people say, well, Pastor, how come you fixing the commode? Because I got them wore out. I got them stretched to the bitter end, you know. What do you say? You don't fix it. Yeah, he don't know how to fix a commode. But what he does know how to do is good. And that's right, you know. And I, I make fun of him. I said, man, y'all couldn't drive a nail. Somebody started it for you. But that's me. I know how to do that. But Jeff can, Jeff can read and take notes and say, that's, not doc, that's doctrinally wrong. That's wrong. And he can retype. He can type 120 words a minute. So I said, let's just retype this whole thing. Let's make it fit our church and what we know to be true because there's a lot of junk out there. You can't go on the Internet and get your doctrine, okay? You got to do it by the Word. But Jeff, Jeff can read and write and, and make everything, but, you know, he, he's solid. And the youth love him and does a great job. My wife organizes everything around here and keeps it going and just drive you nuts. <laughs> but, but we're able to do everything that we're able to do because she's like, we've got to do this, this, and this. You got to have somebody do that. So my wife and them's not in here, but you know, and I, she's training the, the gentleman in the back back there. You didn't even know she wasn't back there because she's she's training people. Leslie does a great job. Leslie also cleans the church too. She does a good job of that too, and that's. <laughs> Brittany's over live groups. Next Sunday we're launching live groups, and 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 uh, you know it's a load to carry to to get everybody organized, and we're trying to push the. To, so we can advertise your group and get all these groups and and you know and we need to, what you teach we have to you know we want to go over it and make sure it's good but listen I want to honor the staff today and and how hard they work because I'm telling you they work hard they may not mow and weed eat and clean and fix commodes like I can but but what they do we wear them out and it's like Cody volunteered for fusion I said man don't stretch yourself too far because I know we load your wagon and Jeff does too. And so Miss Judy retired. We want her back. But anyway, Miss Judy, <laughs> Miss Judy retired, and we transferred. A, we we divvied her responsibilities up with them. And so these people work hard, and and you know I want to honor them because they are humble, they are teachable, and they are submitted. And so I want you to stretch your hands out towards them, and let's pray over them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, just bless them. Lord God, increase them financially and physically, Lord God, and mentally. And, Father, we thank you that they hear, the, hear your voice like never before, that you quicken them, Lord God, that gifts and abilities come, Lord God, even greater by the Holy Ghost. Father, thank you for the gifts of healing, the gifts of prophecy. Thank you, Lord God, for wisdom and knowledge, Father, to see things that are coming. Help them to plan, Lord, the future. Uh, of our church, Lord God, to bring alongside those that are in this body and those that are coming, that we can train them up. And, Father, that we can do great and mighty things, even bigger things than we've ever dreamed of. We thank you for that impartation today into their life 
and, and even the ones that are teaching it elsewhere right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give them a hand clap now. So, so let me pray over you just for a minute and, and uh, bow your heads. Father, right now, just stir in us, Lord God, where we need to be more teachable, where, where we need to, need to be more honoring, where we need to be humble. Lord God, stir in us, uh, Father, that we submit our lives to you and submit our lives to one another, that we be kind one to another, that we love one another, and, and that your joy uh, just be in this place uh, manifest even greater. Father, we want your healing. We want your miracles. We want signs and wonders to follow your word preached. So from this day forward, we will be the most humble church. We, 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 we will be the most honoring church. We will be the most teachable church, Lord God, uh, teachable uh, uh, for, from you in the name of Jesus. Now, with every head bowed, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you accept him today? He loves you so much. He knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows where you've been, and he still loves you. He knows your thoughts, and he still loves you. If you haven't accepted him as Lord and Savior, can you do that today? Can you do that? Will you raise your hand and wave and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett? I see that hand. Anybody else? You can put your hand down. Anybody else? God's got his hand on you the whole service. Ah, he loves you. Knows your name. So let's all pray this together. Say this with me. Say, Father, today I submit to you and I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me of all my sin. Renew a right spirit within me. My past is gone. It's under the blood of Jesus. I'm a new person. Today's a new day. I'm saved. Heaven's mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.